This episode of Super GG Radio is brought to you by our Patreon. Patrons of the show can get our Dogs of Super GG Radio newsletter, Super GG Radio stickers, a slap on your closest PC or bag, input on what we cover, game nights with the hosts, and even a chance to win a copy of an indie we talked about. Not only that, but 90% of all patron contributions go to the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. Visit patreon.com slash superggradio to learn more. What's good, Internet? Welcome to session 182 of Super GG Radio, part of NPR Illinois. We're friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am back and better than ever. Got my Spice Girl shirt and I'm ready to host. That's right. We booted Getty up. Okay, I'll take I am your main man and macho spice Alex Arona. Uh, Getty, Getty writes some stuff here. We could take it or leave it. He's, he's the real dictator of the show. Send help. With me, as always, is great-smelling and ornery Old Spice Childewit. I take exception to this entire opening. Good. When you mess with me, you get called out, Joel. You better... Tr- this is, he, this is all sorts of typos here. Yeah, I, uh, don't, rem- I don't remember uh, throwing any shade. You better have played the betas this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That goes double for Fabled Third Chair and our Zesty Spice, Alec Parks. I like the idea of being zesty, but also light and refreshing. Well, this week we have an action-packed lineup. We start out the fall season with some Star Ocean, also little spooky games, explain dividends in the news, I'm not doing that, then dig deep with the backlog, but first, Early Adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games I'm sure need no introduction since we have played every one of them star ocean uh there is a demo live now on playstation and xbox for star ocean the divine force joel you got a chance to take a peek at this one uh the the main thing i'm curious about is you are not a you're not a veteran to the series of star ocean is that correct this is actually my first exposure to a star ocean game okay they are. They were a competitor to, you know, the Tales series, Tales okay. of Destiny, and all of the ones following Tales of Arise, etc. And uh, they have generally had the same kind of theme: the live uh, attack patterns, where you're all in this one little battlefield and you're attacking the enemies all willy-nilly in a party. There's no turn-based, and also generally have to deal with space travel and and ending up in a civilization that is not as advanced as the main characters are so they're kind of in a fish out of water having to hang out with these people on this planet who generally don't understand why is your uh little slate thing talking that's crazy i don't understand you're a man from the stars yeah they were definitely talking in old english the the two characters that your main character ran across it's always, a very you... funny, it's always a very funny juxtaposition to me when they have, like, the old English, but they also kind of wear quasi-modern outfits and, and garb, you know? Uh, this JRPGs are not my wheelhouse. Okay. Let me just, let me just preface it with that. Uh, mm-hmm. I did enjoy my time with it. So, okay. to your point, the, the combat is 
You know, my only points of comparison recently are Xenoblade Chronicles. It kind of hits that area, although the the action's actually much more third person action combat than yep. necessarily the the menu based items. So you have a a meter that has AP points, which is basically what you use to cause attacks and you've got like a light medium and a heavy attack that you can choose and then there's also this power meter that as it fills it'll prompt like a a special attack it's basically just it it lifts you in the air like you're levitating you pinpoint one of the target spots and then based on what button you hit it's going to do a certain attack or prompt the start of a chain it uh very open space attack uh combat it doesn't have anything in the way of managing uh meters other than the ones i just mentioned but besides that it's you know it's pretty run-of-the-mill it's kind of flashy my like you watching you're watching everyone just take their turns you're seeing these big flashy attacks but in the most case the other two characters are auto uh, controlled but you can swap party members if you'd like but as of right now the did you find any reason to? I mean, I I tried a few times. I don't know that I necessarily grasped a reason to switch to one or the other. I think it's more if you want to play a different style. The other point uh, is that in the previous games, and again, I just uh, being that person who's played them uh, all, the idea being that if your character is not do- performing the healing that you need. Uh, or performing the spells that you feel are appropriate, you can swap over, take control, and start doing, you know, start healing, resurrecting people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay. One one thing I didn't catch is how to heal in combat, and I'm not sure if I overlooked something in the tutorials, uh, but I I didn't have any invitation of pulling from a menu or being able to select an item for healing. Well, if it there... was in the tutorial, Alex definitely doesn't know. <laughs> I paid attention this time. Well, also, I really just kind of... I actually... I didn't see the tutorial for it. I stumbled upon it. Also, I just know the systems. Uh, there's like a stop time button, like mm-hmm. a pause, and that's where you would select, you know, use your item, and then the character would take like a second and a half to like use a heal barrier or something like that. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, full, full disclosure, I did play this, obviously. I didn't get past... There's like a big rock giant mm-hmm. that you fight uh i'm guessing that's fairly early on <laughs> in the the, in the, the, the tutorial says if you hit them in very strategic spots the fight can be over very quickly and if you just targeted his head and you did your little blast attack he would almost instantly die okay i did not so it was that. actually kind of comedic it was actually kind of comedic it's like <laughs> oh they could and i was attacking his foot attacking his foot and i was like fine stop telling me this aim at his head oh he's dead mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> that was I'm, quick I, I'm stubborn. I just I went for the knees the entire time, yeah. uh, but it, it also it helped me get better acquainted with how the system works and how to time things out better. So uh, doing it the tough way probably helped me at least hone my skill a little bit with that. Uh, how much farther did it go out beyond that? They gave you uh, essentially that that like dash ability. You get a little robot friend that helps you do uh, dash attacks, and you can use him later on to traverse the environment almost like a grapple hook uh, slash you could dash across the map and then uh, you could float down mm-hmm. but I kind of stopped around there too 
I, d- I defeated the rock boss, kind of went through more of the story, and then I was like, oh, then like, explore the environment. Here, go ahead and use your dash attack to grapple to places and jump all around and then, f- you know, float wherever. And I was like, okay. And I did some of that, and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to continue with my day. It, uh... that, that's, the th- that's the thing about these Star Ocean games is that they are very in-depth and very... There's a lot of conversation, a lot of dialogue. Mm-hmm. It, it struck me, being someone who isn't steeped in this genre of game very often, usually when I do pick something up, it's one of those more marquee things like Final Fantasy or, as of recent couple of years, Persona. And, and then you get to one of these, and I'm not going to say it's a budget game because it's obviously not, but at least production value-wise or at least like the voice acting and the uh, dialogue, it, it is... And man, those facial animations. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> not no bueno. not as crisp as what you might see in one of those uh but you know i, I actually i kind of appreciate it for what it was you know you don't you don't need everything to be uh top shelf that the, the mid tier is okay every once in a while too and so i appreciate it for what it was i believe before square and enix were together i believe enix was uh like star ocean was an enix game Mm-hmm. And then I, I believe that's correct. Maybe I'm wrong. Do you remember this, Alec? I'm going to the Google. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that, I remember that merger is a lifetime ago now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? This was during the, again, I remember playing this as a, in the PlayStation 1 days, and I believe the first game was an SNES game in Japan it was. only. Yeah. And then it came to, it came to America as, as a PSP game. What I do like is that there is a lineage. The first game is the same, kind of the very similar story I told you about. You end up uh, crash landing on a planet as a result of a war and you have to like hang out with the natives. And his last name was Kenny. The second game is his son who ends up crash landing and his father's trying to find him, but you play as his son. And I don't know about, I can't remember if the other two connected, but this one, they get the main character gets targeted on the spaceship and he goes, Oh God, it's a Federation ship. And there's a Kenny on board. And what that references is that like, it's one of these high prestige families and Kenny was the family of the first two games. Hmm. You know, it was originally Enix. Yeah, there you go. And so when they, when they did get kind of, when that merger happened, this became the squares answer to tales, the Tales series, because the combat's very similar. Okay. I, I'm a sucker for that sort of prompt or premise of, of a game where you're actually just playing down a lineage of a family of adventures. Um, I, I thought it was kind of a fun thing when they did it for uh, Road, Road Legends? Rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy. Rogue, Rogue Legacy. I thought that was neat. There was an old game I played as a kid that did the same thing where if you died, you played a set of three brothers and... As you die, you just moved on to the younger sibling until you died a game over. But uh, oh, gotcha. I don't know. Something uh, about that premise I find neat. Yeah, well, I mean, it's continued along this series. And then there's a lot more complicated things that continue throughout. I know that these games are very system heavy. You can get skills that will just, uh, like, you can become a painter and it will create a painting that then could be used, uh, can be sold. Uh, you can craft weapons. You can cook for food buffs. It's just a lot of jobs on top of jobs on top of jobs. 
And here you get a very wide, we didn't see the job system, but we did see a very wide skill tree that you could kind of put points to as you level up. Yep. And it does give you a little bit of play. Like I want my character to be more spell-based or more of a tank or more of a heavy damage person. You can kind of spec them however you want. Yeah. So Star Ocean is a, is a I, I mean, I, arguably for me, there are more bad than good. I really have only fully engaged with the first two games, uh, especially when it came to PSP. But uh, Getty's a big fan of the other three. And now this is the fourth one of uh, the ones that came after the first two. So this is the sixth game in the series. Uh, but, you know, what I saw looked a little promising. But again, like you said, the, some of those animations looked a little rough. Yeah, th- this definitely seems more acquired taste uh, territory than a, than a must play for anybody outside the that wheelhouse. But uh, Some would say fans of the series... Would yeah. like this game some might say that some uh, it, it was actually very familiar the menu button the men just the menu goes bling and it's the same one that's been in every game so it actually hit a nostalgia like a little lightning <laughs> bolt in my brain just went, oh okay yeah i remember that i remember that menu Pav- pavlovian response <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh for me i think i'm gonna try tales of arise i think that's where i'm gonna go now, we played another game, a game that took uh, a normal premise for video games and flipped it on its head. We played Slay the Princess. Alec, you actually got a chance to put your hands on this one. What did you think of Slay the Princess? So, it was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> you start off kind of in a narration of a story and you hear the narrator talking and sometimes you talk back to the narrator um, and you just wake up in the woods and you're told that you need to kill the princess and that's kind of the whole premise of the game until you actually get to the princess where it all goes on like all goes sideways now, now who, wait, question who is coming into this saying i'm probably going to kill the princess nobody no not me oh joel joel me. you were prepared before you even started yeah, yeah. wow i uh you know i was my my kept my mind open at first and here's the problem. Uh, this this is a narrative game. Most of it is just dialogue and, and choosing dialogue options. You get to this cabin where it has a knife sitting on a table. You take the knife and go down the stairs. I didn't take the it, knife. You didn't? Oh, I, I did not take the knife. I, that That's funny. The one time I tried not to do that, it made me take the knife anyway. So I'm not... I'm wondering if I did something wrong in my dialogue options or something. Not but, wrong. Just you did something different. Yeah, Ron did. did <laughs> I, I did. I did something wrong because here's what happened. Uh, uh-huh. They they have a narrator that more or less talks back to you, you know, like a separate person, and you have you going down the steps. And as you get down to the steps, you reach this uh, maiden who is uh, on a chain in the basement there, a damsel in distress, and you can either like talk to her as you're going toward her. Uh, try to slay her at that spot or just like silently walk forward and I made the mm-hmm. mistake of letting her start talking to me 
uh-huh. and, then de- and then deciding to try to slay her mid-conversation. And wow. She saw, she, she saw that coming <laughs> and stopped me real quick, uh, literally putting like a, a boot to my neck. <laughs> and killing me wow yeah real real brutal (laughs) real brutal so mine i hesitated to kill her Mm -hmm. i i only played through it once because i wanted to i wishlisted this game Mm -hmm. i want to save as much for it when i actually buy this one oh no the 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 second run through it stops and says that's that's it right and that's why i only uh, you i mean you could restart right yeah. Oh, you can restart. Yeah, but but I mean, like yeah. I, I think the game there is a premise for it to continue. Okay. That's not the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so I hesitated, and she, I ended up in the same position with her boot stomping me and <laughs> yeah. knee on the neck. Yeah. Wow. Then I got the rage ending after that, where it stopped me. You guys, uh, you guys had I talked i talked to her and i kind of caught i caught on to some bullshit i like you know they're like oh yeah what's your name and she goes oh um i don't know you can call me princess i guess and and that character goes you don't have a name and she goes i guess i didn't think of one and i'm like (laughs) "Mm, no mm, there's something wrong here and there was a couple of other conversation points that were just even the narrator goes that didn't sound right like at one point, your character, I asked her, I go, what have you been eating? She says, I've been here for so long. I go, what have you been eating? And the narrator goes, or she goes, that's not, there's no, that's a stupid question. And the narrator goes, that's actually kind of a stupid question. But wait, <laughs> what has she been eating? And I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, like, what are we doing here? Like, I feel something's up here. So I went back upstairs to get the knife and she flipped. She turned the, she turned on a, uh, like the light switch went off and she was screaming at me and telling me she was going to murder me. I yep. went, and by the time I came back, she had gnawed off her arm. Oh, yes. Uh, but then I took her. I took her, and I killed her, but she also killed me. Like, I died from my injuries. Yeah, there was there was the, just, I, I played through this three times to try to new endings or, or routes. And one hmm. of them, you say you're going to free her, but she's like, there's no key. You have to take the knife and actually hack at her arm (laughs) to to let her loose. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, But does she let you go? Well, I then made the choice. They they gave you the option to try to kill her or not. And I'm not sure where it led me down to this option. But eventually, the prompt was slay the princess like nine or ten times. And then (laughs) then let her go one time. And then if you choose let her go, it just changes it all to slay the princess. Okay. Oh, uh, so so it it definitely does the plane with uh text your options. Yeah, the text option darbling. I I mean, if you've done something like Doki Doki Literature Club, which we talked about a little bit a few times, uh, they're definitely using those same sort of tricks uh for an, a visual novel. Visually, I I liked the look of it quite a bit. Uh it all looks very like stencil or or uh drawn with a Pencil. Like a sketchbook. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, it, it all suits it very well. The actual princess, even when she's calm, is kind of unnerving. She's got those. Oh yeah. She's got those big anime eyes. You know. But like not it, the good, not the cute way, but then the like it, oh kind of creepy way. It takes yes. up two thirds of her face. 
Yeah. No, it, it's it's pretty obscene. <laughs> but yeah, it, it it makes it a little disturbing looking, even when she's not acting completely sketchy. Yeah, I thought that this I like the way that this played with your conventions of a normal story and even playing with the game's mechanics like those menus and stuff. Uh, Alec, you said you wishlisted this, correct? I did. Yeah. I did very happily. I'm very excited for this one. What about you, Joel? Yeah. Yeah, this seems like a perfect kind of uh, just... I liked video games that are just a medium for storytelling sometimes, and this is definitely mm-hmm. up that alley. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see where this story goes. And that's going to be Early Adopters. And for this outro, I learned a valuable lesson about trust this week. Don't trust Getty to do our transitions. We'll be right back. Hey, news. I checked my 401k last week and then cried in the shower. Fetal With position. a beer. Fetal position. You can still fetal. drink beer in the fetal position. Oh, yeah. Maybe a little challenge. We got news. Yeah. You just got to put it like sideways. Yeah. You, you, you drink while you're getting down into the fetal position, and then there's just enough beer left that you can hold it sideways and just slightly tip it. And it's, the, if you get a little water in there, it's like beer too. I guess, it, I guess the nice thing about doing that in the shower is you can't tell what's the shower or tears. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on where you're showering, it's all salty. So we got some news this week. Suikoden 1 and 2, 2.5D. It's not really 2.5D, but it's like a very up-res remaster coming in a single package. Suikoden 1 and 2. Joel, you want to talk about some JRPGs? Is it Uh, JRPG ass JRPG? I'm happy to listen. (laughs) The, The little I know about this series is that apparently you can have a ton of people added to your party or find people to be in your party. Yeah, the first one has like 130 characters that you can have in your party. And then there's parts where they're massive army battles that you're raising, and it, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, and it, it, it still does the basic turn-based RPG, but I think at one point you can have six people in your party. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And they have a very long stories about war and lineage and trying to get the title etc etc who's going to take over what country and it gets very complicated it's fun good series but not unless you want to spend like 80 hours a game so uh star ocean but star ocean by the way has like eight eight to twelve characters i believe or maybe even more of selectable characters you can find Hmm. what were you saying Alec? that feels like a long time for the first one Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's been a while. Let's check out howlongtobeat.com. I'm, I'm on there. Yeah. What does first, it say? First one is 20 and a half hours. If you're a completionist, 27. Oh, okay. It's shorter than I thought. Hmm. Now, three, four, or five, those get up there. Three is 76 hours. Four, uh, five is 80. Yeah. 
as someone who's beat Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royal, it's just too long, man. I believe it. <laughs> I'll probably replay the first one. I like that yeah. storyline. I'm getting this for sure. Uh, I don't know if we covered Yakuza. The name has changed to now Like a Dragon. Uh, that's what they call it in Japan. This is a real biohazard Resident Evil scenario. Is there any reason why they're giving that they're making a change to that naming convention? There have been conversations uh, with some of the acti- actors. Uh, not conversations. There have been problems with some of the actors in how, that may have had to do with drugs. And in Japan's culture, that kind of removes them entirely from... Like, they will go back and remove you know voice actors from the game. They'll replace hmm. them. And so oh, wow. I, I, I think it has to do with more of that, with how long that series has been going. And with the Yakuza 6... Wait, how, what is it? Uh, I believe, we're doing a lot of Google and stuff. Yakuza 7, Like a Dragon, they were kind of leaving Kiryu behind and just starting with a new protagonist and a new set of characters. Uh, now, the newest Yakuza, Like a Dragon, will be will show Kiryu returning but only in like a co-pilot mode like he's going to be friends with the main character not necessarily the 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 main antagonist or protagonist I apologize but it's still they're trying to just kind of say okay Yakuza is done Kiryu's done now let's go to what it was originally called in Japan so does that mean in Japan it was like a dragon like a dragon I think it was just Yaku- it was like a dragon seven Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, there was a Resident Evil Biohazard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Biohazard, is, Biohazard. Is Kiryu yeah. a really beloved character? Well, he's been the character since... Well, for all of them, essentially. So Okay, so it's by, it's by inertia, then. <laughs> yeah. Each That's the thing, is that you see it, through all of these games, there is a progression. He gets... I believe he gets married. He has, he has a kid. Um, and that's why at the end, you just wanted to see him go off into the sunset after mm-hmm. seven games. Cause they had Yakuza zero. Yeah. You just wanted to see a, 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 you know, a happy ending for that character. So that's why I think that, you know, they need, they, they are moving on to the next one. And that's where Yakuza, uh, like a dragon come in. Uh, he, though Kiryu does have a kind of funny guest spot in there. He's like a cameo Easter egg character in there. Next, uh, Silent Hill, the short message rated in Korea. This series has been long dormant and I think it needs a return. What do you think, Joel? I, uh, you know, I would try a Silent Hill if it was a modern Silent Hill. I don't know. Would you find the flashlight? It all depends on how good they tutorialize it. Uh, if they're smart, they won't give me a flashlight. Just make it nice and easy. But uh, Play some Alan, Alan Wake. It's all flashlights. All the way down. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've been pitching away at that, too. Uh, don't, don't figure. I'm very bad at shooting in some of these games. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm going to need to work on my skills a bit now that we're getting towards uh, Biohazard series. Yeah, we're going to start some Resident Evil. Joel, have you started yet? No, of course not. Why have you not started? It's awesome. 
that's not the point. (laughs) (laughs) So what we've currently talked about, previously we played a game called Trifox, and that has a release date of October 13th. A third-person character, almost platformer, where you play as three different foxes with three different abilities. October 13th. Looks like a lot of fun. Hyper Demon, which is the sequel and spiritual successor to Devil Dagger, same team and everything, uh, has also been uh, sneak released as of this week, and it is getting really good praise. I uh, Ser- yeah. we we were we were talking about this offline just a minute ago. Uh, my head is still kind of swimming from that trailer. <laughs> that like that intense flashes of lights and, and strobing on that and. Uh, Everything's so ill-defined in that trailer, almost by design. Like, it's just a lot yep. of neon outlines of stuff and, and very quick motion and flashing. That's just, it's very overwhelming. But uh, their prior game is pretty good. So, I mean, they, they've got the chops. they got the, the bona fides, bona fides. How, how do you say that? Bona fides. Thank you. I've bona fides. Heard, I've heard it the other way, and I was very confused. Uh, but I... I'd be. You said you you wish listed it already, or that you plan on getting it. Oh, I already bought it. Okay, I will be curious to hear your thoughts as you actually make your way through that. I mean, I like playing games that hate me. Fair. Yep. Next, Serial Cleaners, the sequel to Serial Cleaner, is out also now. That was snuck released as well. A game where you are. The cleaner, a.k.a. an assassin, murders somebody, and your job is to hide the body. It's a fun one. Serial Cleaners. Yeah, Serial Cleaner, now the sequel, Serial Cleaners. So this just came out? Yes, sir. Okay, so it's sort of a isometric view. You're looking at parts of the building like it's almost like a stage set, like the, the wall paneling and stuff. Okay. In the the other version or the the first game was more of like a it was very flat, it wasn't 3D and it was more like cell shaded, mm-hmm. but the same the idea is still the same. You're there to clean up the body, clean up the blood, make sure that nobody is the wiser. Clean up any weapon, murder weapons, etc. That's your job. I like the look of this. I'm going to wish list this. That looks pretty cool. It. Next, HBO is The Last of Us. We got a trailer for that show. Man, that trailer is grim and gritty. I really like it. What do you think, Joel? I didn't watch it. Was I supposed to watch? Oh man, <laughs> it, I thought uh, it looked really good. I thought seen, it looked really good. I don't. I don't love the character that's playing Ellie. I don't like that actress, but it's it looks good otherwise. I've, I've seen it? screenshots, but yeah, who, uh, I'm not who sure her name. I've seen screenshots like the the characters. You know, the actor and actress. Uh, for the main characters looked okay for what they're trying to play. So I don't think they were too off on it, at least visually casting those two. Uh, her name is Bella Ramsey. No idea who that is. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I wasn't a huge fan of that look for Ellie, but you know, I'm sure it'll be great. I'm, I'm uh, she was in game of Thrones. That makes sense. Never watched game of Thrones. It was good. It was good. First, like four seasons were good. Next. Hey, aren't there eight? Doesn't that mean it went on for four seasons too many? 
Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm saying. FIFA's campaign is bringing in Ted Lasso and uh, the same football team. So you get all of the characters from the show in the campaign if you choose to go with his team. I think this is a fun little additional story point. I like when they... I've, sports game campaigns are just kind of generic fodder, and I feel like when you try to do something different, it's just so cool. Maybe it's just how long it's been since I've played a sports game, but I I didn't know there were uh, campaigns outside of just like the playing a season or being a general manager of a team. There's always there's generally a lot of times like the, a thing about like oh you're working your way you're new to the show you're new to the the company the team and then mm. you got to work your way up until a championship and uh, the big one that uh, I brought up uh, previously was that NBA 2K13 which I plan on playing for the show uh, its campaign was directed by Spike Lee the director the film director okay. and in it. You and your best friend are growing up through high school and your best friend dies and his ghost is is talks to you and motivates you to make it to the NBA and eventually a championship. Beautiful. The what? <laughs> yep. So, that was one of the more famous ones and I'm going to I I I got a, like randomly my father-in-law one day goes, "Hey, I'm trying to get rid of video games. You want it? I don't know. I just just played some basketball on this thing. Do you want this one?" And I was like, "Oh, yes, yes, I do. I will play this." <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, there's something about Spike Lee in there." I was like, "Oh, yeah, there is." <laughs> Have you played many NBA jam- games? No, not since Jam. Okay, all right. But I, again, I own <laughs> this one, so we'll see how that goes. It's on the it's on the backlog for sure with Sim bas- uh, Base. Sim basketball. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, you big Ted Lasso fan? I am. Like I, I get I, I like it. Mm-hmm. He's it's a very good show. It does to me what I think it needs to. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it's like the best show ever, but I definitely like what it brings to the table, which is just a show about uh, a fish out of water, but also a very happy-go-lucky one that no matter what happens in the show and no matter what drama they kind of give you, and mm-hmm. I put drama in quotes because anytime there's any drama, he just looks at the whatever character and says, eh, don't worry about it, and then gives him a hug, and then everyone's like, oh, you know, you're probably right. End of drama. End of drama. So oh, that's man. why I like it is every problem is generally solved with the character going, eh, it's probably okay. Come here for a hug. <laughs> feel good show and i think that yeah i think that like some shows don't need to be this you know like i've, I've seen a show right now where it's everything is like oh of course he's got a, a half tw- a half twin brother that like uh you know is is coming back into town and it's all this crazy drama all the time and it's like i don't know if you need that you could sometimes have a show that's like oh very interesting and these characters are cool and eventually something comes up and they deal with it like normal human beings so what you're saying the... is more people need to watch My Little Pony. I am not a brony, so I wouldn't know. I have children of the appropriate <laughs> age. <laughs> I am so sorry. I'm only on the Mickey Mouse Club. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. Yeah. Sung by They Might Be Giants. Is that right? Oh, really? I didn't realize yeah. that. You know, that made sense. Yep. It feels right. As my brother says, we've got ears. 
No, he says we've got beers, so we say cheers. cheers. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what the lyrics are. Well, we've got beers, so yeah. we say cheers. Yep, absolutely. Freebies, Joel. Insert freebies here. Freebies. 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 Got it. Okay. Freebies this week we got Runbo. Runbo is uh, an interesting uh, runner game where uh, you are these. Oh, this is a very colorful game, which makes sense as rainbow colored characters. Uh, plat- uh, color based platforming. Uh, you change the colors of platforms and you bounce around the stage. It's not a runner. I thought it would be a runner, but no. It is changing colors and platforming in a competitive multiplayer game. Pretty good. Actually, now that I'm looking at this, I'm like, well, I'm probably going to pick this up. Drone Racing League on Epic Games Store as well, where you are racing drones. How's it hit you, Joel? You into drone racing? I knew you would be, you dirty, dirty boy. Uh, You know, I actually, I did see drone racing on TV once. Mm Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty cool looking. I would do it. I'd be terrible at it, but like it, it looks like to be a lot of cool fun. Kind of like uh, the big thing when I was growing up were those uh, RC cars, but not like the stuff you buy at a store. Like people actually building their own to make these. Oh, I know, crazy ones. My uncle, my uncle and cousin do it. Yeah, yeah. It was mm-hmm. always wild stuff. Expensive toys. I always wanted to break, but yeah, yeah. that's the thing is that you. That's like why it's like a forever hobby is because they always break. Mm-hmm. You run it off a ramp once and you're like, oh, the suspension, the suspension coil <laughs> broke. Better buy three new suspension coils and a new body and some wheels. Oh, boy. Drone. So drone racing lead is an actual thing. So this just must be a game based off of the lead. Yes. Gotcha. It's the official game of drone racing. Very important. I actually don't know if that's true. Okay. I'm going to check this out real quick. And what else we got uh, this week? We have Omega Strikers, which is a colorful character-based soccer game. Uh, So if you're tired of Mario Strikers, why don't you try Omega Strikers? This drone racing game looks real simmy. Real simmy. Like, not like a wacky drone racing game. This is like... Oh no, we're going to customize the motor throttle uh, propeller efficiency. I'm just looking at a spreadsheet now and this is uh, this is hurting my head. Okay, let's move on. Honestly, I respect <laughs> that they went all in on this. Like you're you're not kidding. Like setting up uh custom race tracks it looks like of some type. Yeah, this this is real good. I have no idea what's going on. I've been watching the Runbow trailer for the last 10 minutes. Runbow is also supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, How to cope with boredom and loneliness on Steam. Joel, you were talking about using video games as a medium for storytelling. This is a story about a man who overcame boredom and depression uh, and loneliness told in a documentary in a video game. All right, so I just doodled how to cope with boredom and loneliness. And, uh, did you uh, type in, in Steam afterwards? No. So yep, yep. The, these are the uh, eight tips to avoid boredom and loneliness. One, figure out in a way 
Figure out in what way you are lonely. Two, know your boredom triggers. Three, learn how to meditate. Four, cut, cut down on screen time. No. Five, consider adopting a pet. Oh, yeah, well, that's that seems, great. I, I'm lonely. That seem good. Let, let's make I, a, a long-term decision based off of my current feelings. Yeah, you yeah, know, then you get to come good. home from doing something to dog shit in your kitchen. Yeah. It's like, yeah, my marriage is miserable. And what should do? Have kids. Yep. Yeah. Boom. Let's not do that. <laughs> but how to cope um, with boredom and loneliness, uh, it is a survival game that's told in the story of a documentary. I think it's worth checking out on Steam. And the last freebie is Dragon Blast. Dragon Blast is a idle game where you up your character's stats and watch them battle it out in front of you. It is an idle clicker. So that's our freebies for the week. That is five freebies for you to go pick out. Free 99 don't cost you nothing. Because I can tell you right now, I am flat broke as investment guys. Don't think it's funny to call them and say, bet it all on red. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> you, you always bet on black. Let's take a break. And we're back. Back with the Backlog Blog, where we play games that I would say are real bangers. Joel, you got a real banger this week. Uh, you've been talking about it on Twitter. What have you been playing? That's a real tiny banger. Very nice. Uh, so this game is called Tiny Kin. It came, mm-hmm. comes from a developer named Splash Team, uh, published by Tiny Build, who's done a lot of little indie games that have come here and there uh tiny Ken, you play as a little human-like explorer who has found themselves transported to a house uh this house looks like a relic in time for the 1990s and mm-hmm. your job is to work with this animal type creature to help find the parts for a spacecraft or teleporter to take you back to where you belong uh <coughs> pikmin <coughs> i mean so I mean, cards on the table. So here. I was I, I was uh <laughs> I was running a timer here for how long before someone said Pikmin, and we got about forty five seconds. <laughs> it's not bad, because that was that was the operative word that I was trying to avoid was Pikmin, uh, because my experience with Pikmin is relatively limited, but in the same way you collect little creatures that you just find piles of them everybody everywhere they each have different abilities and then you use those abilities to solve different puzzles now in this case they've got little creatures that just pick up stuff and move them for you ones that act as explosions ones that you can connect electrical currents along the way if you put them in a certain order and then ones that create uh steps or stairs and then ones that you can create a tower to climb up as you get more of them so 
a lot of different tools in your toolkit that they gradually build into each section of the level as you get there. So the first one might just mm-hmm. be the basic, like, you can grab things with this one. The next one will add the inclusion of explosion, tiny tin. And each of these levels are very vertical, not just linear in, in that way. So the whole area will be, let's say one would be like a living room. So they'd have like the table, uh, living room table, and then it would also have like furniture, uh, books, and, and maybe in the corner, like actual VHS tapes, <laughs> piles of VHS tapes that act as different platforms. Classic. Uh, one of the rooms had floppy disks strewn about everywhere. And the whole levels are usually certain objectives and then a bunch of collectibles. So one of the rooms, the objective was to help these buds start a party. And it was in the bathroom. And the things you had to do were fill the tub so they could swim in it, uh, push a toy boat in it so there could be a boat in there, find a way to connect the electricity to the boom box so it can play music, and uh, pop a couple balloons that were holding up uh, something so it could drop down. Uh, and could you connect the electricity through the bathtub? Just plop, pop it in there? Believe it or not, they didn't give that option. I'm uh, a little surprised and disappointed that they you know, didn't give you the option for uh, mass bug homicide. But you <laughs> know, who, who am I to make those choices? But it's, it's a very cool game. Like, uh, it's, it's all very cute very uh the tiny the characters themselves are very flat uh picture like you know the walk around you can sort of see the flatness of them as you walk around in this open 3d space all the sort of characters are kind of like that against this backdrop it's the movement type is really neat so not only do you have your tiny tin that you can create ways to get up and around there are also different ladders and ledges you can create by throwing bombs at these areas and make them drop down there are these uh, zip lines that you can go up and down to different places on a uh, piece of soap that you glide around on and so that's a fun little uh, addition to inmates moving around kind of nice and quick and zippy and the writing's very cute like all the characters uh, are pretty mild and, and cutesy dialogue nothing like outrageous in terms of humor or things like that uh thematically a lot of fun ones like one there was a uh uprising of the ants against the queen because they wanted to have ceremonial cake made for their god (laughs) and 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 their and their god is just like a normal sized human that lives in this house that they they see in a door in, in that way but all the all the ants are sort of rising up against the the monarchy for making them make cake while they're all starting starving and all that so uh all really funny stuff in that way i i will make mention awesome. to here that if i recall right in pikmin games there is usually some form of enemies that you end up confronting or having to find a way to escape from am i remembering yeah. that right yeah, they're bugs basically that eat the Pikmin. Yeah, none of that here. There is no antagonizing force trying to chase you down this entire time. It is all about exploration, uh, going up and down in these different biomes, 
as you complete the task to get the next piece of that spaceship you need. And, and I think it actually serves it really well. It, it makes it a much more breezy experience, low stress. Uh, the actual act of just exploring the areas was just a nice, really pleasant thing to do. And so I found myself not actually chasing the objectives. I would just be sort of exploring the area and I might come across two or three of the objectives and then I would find the quest marker and then figure out like what I've got left from there. And, and I found myself actually enjoying taking kind of that leisurely stroll pace to it. it uh, all in all, I would highly recommend this to just about anyone, whether you're a Pikmin fan or if you're just looking for a very chill, relaxing game that'll let you just sort of zone out and do a little bit of collection around. Uh, yeah. Awesome. So that was Tinykin, uh, which now I have wishlisted. <clears throat> but Joel, yeah. speaking of games that let you just kind of chill and zone out. Yes. I, I, got, I went on vacation recently, and during my vacation, I got into Xenobla- Xenoblade Chronicles 1 again. But I, I, it took me a bit to kind of understand what the game was and what you're how you're supposed to play it. Mm-hmm. But once I did, it was pretty much just like all, all steam ahead. You know what I mean? It was it, it was just like oh, this is the game. So it is an MMO style, you know, single player non online game where you have a party and you're going from place to place and you fight enemies. And when you do the the like they they have the auto attack and you have a tank who's gathering you know who's gathering aggro and if you do too much damage your character pulls aggro it all is explained to you and tutorialized Mm -hmm. that this is how the game is played you know healing you know buffs you know tank pulls aggro he has all of his abilities get more aggro this attack gets aggro in a in a cone this this will buff his aggro you know the amount of aggro he gets etc etc yeah and uh that's all like a very funny uh instance to like to to the combat but really <clears throat> what 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 i caught on was that there is it it's very kind of generic MMO as in you will talk to a character and they go, Hey, by the way, I'm having problems with these enemies. Can you go kill six of them? And you're like, great, except quest. But then there's also an explanation point over his head. Again, you click on him. Oh, also I'm having problem with these other enemies in this <laughs> other area. Can you go kill seven of those? Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, great. And then you, you walk away and, and all of a sudden there's another exclamation point above his head. And he goes, Oh, by the way, can you collect three of these items from the river? It's like, Oh, you really just like throwing just throwing lots and lots of stuff at me. Like every character has like four or five quests, which all like, I was like, okay, that's just a lot, but I'm like, I'm going to go through the story and I've got to a point in this story. I'm 10 hours in and the, the, the enemy, I was level you know 17 and the boss was tw- level 21 and he was, I was doing one damage. Yes. One Ooh. damage. Yes. And it wasn't until I was talking to one of our friends over at Gaming Fix that there is a fast travel, which is great, but I, I, I somehow missed that tutorial. But on top of that... What? You missed the tutorial? I'm also... I, 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 was reading online, uh, on, I was reading online about this, about this specific instance, and they said, yeah, they, a lot of people miss this tutorial. But also, there's a section 
of the menu call tutorial where they explain everything in greater detail. So it actually just helps to read everything uh, like with more, like, like a lot more info. Right. Cause they th- still, they throw a lot at you at a given time. Yeah. So it, they need that encyclopedia for you to go back to. But, but what, what I, what clicked for me was that I'm like, Oh, I can fast travel and all of these points on the map. And I just looked on the map and there was all these red exclamation points. That's where you turn, like, that's where you find the, the item you need to collect. Mm-hmm. So I was just, Oh, okay. Busy work time. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to just teleport to a spot on the map, go to the exclamation point, kill five enemies or collect five items turn in get experience get items move on and that became like the it, it, it considering that the fast travel to me is what made it that like just like rapid fire like mm-hmm. portal out portal in portal out portal in portal out portal in i was i was watching tv i was watching tv just going uh, i don't know what's even going on in my switch right now oh yeah that show is really funny okay Oh yeah, I gotta go to this point now. Fast travel. Okay, walk up to and it just it became re, you know, I got to level twenty five before I took on the boss again because I was just like I don't know, I'm just gonna go knock out a bunch of this stuff and like my vacation day one, I'm like oh, I'm gonna go to the the story beat and then mm. it's like the boss destroyed me. End of vacation, I went back to that boss and I was like oh yeah, I just destroyed that boss. But I was mostly throughout my whole vacation every like back half an hour, I was in a half an hour like just putz around on the map for a bit and. Uh, there are a lot of complaints about the side quest being super generic, but also there, like there are some, like I had one where it was, and I had, I don't, I didn't really read a lot of the quests. I was just like, oh, hey, take it. Tell me where to go. Okay, good. But there was one that was having me destroy eggs and I'm like, yeah, whatever. They probably don't like these insects. I'm gonna go destroy these eggs and I'm just doing it, doing it, doing it. And there was an item at the top of the shrine where I was destroying all these eggs. And I was like, oh, cool, item. I walk up to the item and a giant spider came crawling over the ledge. And it was the size of like, it it was like four of my characters, like giant Mm -hmm. and was level 70. And I was like, oh no, this I'm not, I'm not supposed to be here. (laughs) But that was like the, that was part of the stories that you're supposed to experience. I'm going to gather these eggs, but also you are not supposed to wake the queen by taking that item. So that was a very funny uh, bit for me, but also it just also shows that like world of Warcraft, this is a living map where you can wander into an area and then just be like, Oh snap. These are two level 75 character like enemies and they're wandering this just section. Mm -hmm. So avoid that part of the map and just keep going. Mm. And that's why I'm I'm kind of digging Xenoblade Chronicles One right now. It's just because I have a checklist, and I now feel proficient in how to use the game enough to go and knock those things off the checklist. You're absolutely right about the side quests. They're they're pretty pivotal. I reached a point where I, I reached a, a mechon who uh, kidnapped this uh, brother of this other character that tags along with you. Uh, Alex, mm-hmm. just a, a twitch, thirty second explanation. In this world, you play a name character named Shulk. Uh, there's a ongoing war between the humans and Mechon, which are mechanical monster beings. And Shulk has this sword called the Monado, which has the ability. Monado. Which has the ability mm-hmm. to uh, not rewind time, but give him like premonitions, like this thing's going to happen soon. So a common 
storytelling gimmick is that okay we just met this person suddenly he's having a flash of a memory that comes up of either that character being killed or that character being character being involved in something catastrophic and then the storytelling then leads you up to that event and your job is to change the future in those sections there uh and, and one of the abilities in combat actually is it'll give you note notices at certain moments of okay we're pausing it we're now showing you this is a potential outcome this monster is going to attack you or this character for hundreds of damages and kill you and then you might need to try to take strategies to blunt that damage like give them defensive buffs or uh pull aggro from that character with somebody else things like that or heal them or something like that right right oh, okay so a, a lot of it hinges on your ability to read that a little bit and i i definitely struggled with that until i went and drowned out some uh experience and leveled up with that same reason as you else like the if you're not close to the same level they'll they'll body you within seconds so it, it becomes really important to do the side quest stuff and, and to boost that experience if you want to stay on pace. Because in the time I played it so far, at least, just playing mainline story was not enough to keep you on pace with the actual bosses. Now that yeah. then goes to, is it actually a side quest if you have to do them to be where the game expects you to be? The side quests should be optional. Yep, and that's the, well. I mean, you could go and grind, just fight a bunch of enemies. That's you could definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, I had to do that. No, once. and what one of the things I read online, they're like, "Yeah, don't do that. That's not that's the game is supposed to be played with side quest city. Like the game is supposed to be a checklist." And because I, I, after that, I was like, "What am I else am I missing?" And I started watching like a bunch of videos on like what how you should play Xenoblade Chronicles. And it's weird that they had to make these videos, but there's lots of them, and you are supposed to engage in these side quests in this way that you're just supposed to kind of knock it out. Cause I, you get gems that you slot into your weapons and I only always had enough just for everybody to get slotted into a gem. So if I got a piece of gear that had a slot and I didn't have a gem, I would just like have to wait it out. Ever since I did these side quests, I'm just like rolling, like straight rolling in gems. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of where the game is. It's like, it's just, yeah, we give you everything just, do the side start, quests. Just do the checkboxes, man. Just do the check. Half the time, there are there are fetch quests, like delivery quests. Delivery quests. Go talk to this person for me in the town over. Okay, fast travel. Boom. I deliver it. Them. They give me an XP point, and then they give me um, a gem for my slots. I'm like, oh, okay. It's just like it really is just like click, 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 click. Okay, good. Yeah, there's definitely a, and, a trigger on and off mindset. Like you said, the side quest stuff turn your brain off just just do it as a chill out and do nothing else kind of thing when you get to the actual story beats like i find myself plugging it back into the tv <laughs> for those actual story oh beat yeah moments. the story beats i stop and i'm like oh i gotta put headphones on yeah i gotta put yeah. my earbuds in because i want to hear what actually is going on in the story but the checklist even that the, again that spider quest i had no clue what that i was destroying like i was destroying these eggs and a spider would come out and i was like oh mm, okay weird mm-hmm and then like that happened, and I'm sure that there, if I read the quest, they would have said like, "Oh yeah, be careful for the mom spider; she gets pissed." And I would have been like, "Okay," <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't pay attention at all, and I, I had a great time. I felt like that boss attacking me was hilarious, and and kind of made me like jump because I didn't realize that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it kind of happens dramatically where you see the, the the hands of the spider slowly crawl up over the side of the platform. Yeah, 
Yeah. And it, 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 it does the, the MMO rule set too. I got swamped by like, by, I was fighting three giant bisons and all of a sudden a pack of wolves came. I had killed one bison and all of a sudden I had like seven wolves as well. So I bolted like my, my, me and my team bolted and everyone gets their health back almost instantly once you're out of combat. Yep. So then I went back and I pulled the wolves, killed all the wolves. Then I went back and there was only two bison left. It, it doesn't like reset that kind of stuff for you. If you kill them for that quest, it just keeps that going. So you can kill them one by one and you can pull aggro and then bolt, you know, and that's actually ended up being what I was doing was that I was end up having a character that was arranged pull aggro, you know, and end up having to kite them around. And that, it works the same as, 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 as like playing again, World of Warcraft or anything like that. Yeah, it absolutely has the same DNA as something like that. Uh, Alec, you'll appreciate this. This is definitely one of those RPGs where every little incidental story beat, they go into talking in dialogue. And oh. <laughs> Boo. Boo this man. Also, they, they all have weird... Are they British or Australian accents? I, I think they're Australian. I want to say they're Australian. So, ostensibly, this game was not supposed to come out to the U.S. It was originally Japan only. They then made a release that was planned to only be in U.K. And then Nintendo America, whether it was because of fan pressure or something else, decided finally, like, to find we'll, we'll release it there. But they weren't going to do another voiceover, so they just left this in. Uh, the other funny thing is in combat, so one of the characters' name is Ryan... Uh, he loves to talk in the middle of combat. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard uh, it's Rhine time. <laughs> nice. And uh, what a bunch of jokers. He, yeah. he just he loves to spout out those two things ad nauseum. What a bunch of jokers. Yes, exactly like that. <laughs> and and it's, it's, it's endearing in that sort of aged... Uh, RPG sensibility of like having that ad nauseum dialogue being thrown about, but uh, yeah, it, it's it 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 wears its age on its sleeve a little bit, and I kind of appreciate that for what it is. It's just so interesting that like I didn't understand the setup because again, I'm in the third map, and even the beginning, there's like you go to town, and then there's like a giant story happening. And then, like some something dramatic happens, and your characters are like, "We have to go to the next town now." And then, if you went through town, people were giving you thousands of quests, and I was like, "I gotta go into the next town now. I can't mess with this stuff. I can't go collect your chickens, madam. Someone is gonna die, and this is of utmost importance." And then I went back to, you know, when I'm in the map three, and I'm like completely under leveled, and I go back to the map one, and I'm like, oh yeah, you were just supposed to just like chill and go from point to point, doing these quests and knocking this stuff out, and it, it's very silly. Where I was like, oh okay, you really aren't supposed to rush through this. When they say time is of the essence, it's not. You could just like you should probably knock out some side quests while you're here. It, it's funny how the psychology of that works, right? Because every time there's a game like this, I am compelled to go through the main line just because, like, I want to keep pace with the sense of urgency that they're supposedly giving you in game. And then to your point, it's like, okay, you know, the world ending things are going to happen here in the town over, but we need you to attach five carp in order to help the fishermen make ends meet today. Yep. And it, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's very funny. 
what you need to do. And I it definitely, it definitely opened my eyes to like, oh yeah, you should have been doing this. And I don't know why you didn't. And also it's it, it, Alec, it's not like, oh, you got to do like five side quests. I mean, is that per town, it's roughly 45 side quests. Yeah, that sounds like a slog. You don't have to do them. You just pick, you just, I just pulled up the map, found the red exclamation point, and then watching my TV show going like this. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I will say for okay. what it's worth, you can sort of run into completing some of these side quests just by walking going around. from point A to point B. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're at least cognizant of like, the type of monsters that are air there or keeping a sense of where you're at on the map, you can probably at least churn a couple out pretty quick. And you, That's... not even that you don't have to be cognizant at all. I just, again, I, I wasn't understanding what the goal was. The map is a wide map, but you really only go from left to right. But as it turns out, there's all this other stuff everywhere else, which is cool. But when they're telling me someone's going to die, I don't go there. And <laughs> when I go there, I find all these hidden little... I found a tunnel that goes into this underground sanctuary. I found these sky cliffs that have these light pa- platforms that go between each sky cliff. I found all this different stuff, and that's where all... And I just I just kept... like Because the map is you know, covered up until you go there. So that's what I just did. I went from... I'm going to explore the map, and I just kept finding more enemies that were side quests. And I'm like, oh, okay. I got. I didn't even realize I had to do this. Fair. Yeah. So, it does. It does what it does pretty well. I. I uh, now that I know what the game is, I'm. I'm enjoying it, especially as like my. I'm watching a television show, style thing. Oh yeah. And that will take us to. Well, I'm gonna read this. Uh, one last thing, brought to you by Existential Dread. That extra life is like seven weeks away. Crap. Thanks, Getty. I guess we should be doing something about that. I think mm, planning gonna, or something. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna start, uh, f- future problems. Yeah, it's a future problem. I should probably start posting it. All right. Uh, for me, my one last thing is I have gotten into some trombone champ. <laughs> Got it on my Steam Deck. I hear the gyro controls are excellent. That's how we'd be playing this game. Uh, if you not if you have not looked into Trombone Champ, I beg of you, look into that game. I am so hyped for them tromboners. Yes, that's what they call it. They call certain things in this game tromboners. Joel, your one last thing. There's some really good YouTube videos on that. No, no joke. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't take long to find some really good stuff. Uh, I've fallen back into an into the breach hole lately. Uh, so my my kids are doing sports and uh doesn't mean i feel like i didn't bring a switch or something with to sit down with it but have enough time where i pull up my phone and and thanks to uh netflix games into the breach is one of the games they've got on there and uh it's it's real easy to uh go through a handful of matches when you're sitting waiting for a game to start while your kid's warming up so uh thank you to fall baseball for reigniting that addiction Shout out to Fall Baseball. Yeah. Alec, what's your one last thing? You know, there may be existential dread that Extra Life is seven weeks away, but spooky season starts on Saturday, so I'm going to be starting to play uh, Resident Evil. 
Hell yeah. That would probably be a good idea. Yeah, I have those every now and then. <laughs> that was that was more a check on myself than anything. <laughs> and that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where I will be streaming my backlog games on Monday. Tuesday is the podcast. Wednesday, Joel is being the bad guy. Thursday is free and open, uh, but go ahead and check out some of our vlogs. Uh, we also have uh, Friday open, but Saturday, Joel, you and Kelly are still escaping that room. Yes, we are. Going strong. Hitting that escape room, and Sunday is also still open. Uh, also, go ahead and check us out on TikTok and our YouTube channel, where we will be posting more indie game content. And Getty wants us to start doing some stuff about dogs. Yeah, dogs. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com. And provide a review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. Please uh, send us a, a review on the Spotify's. Thumbs up on the YouTube's. Pictures of your dogs. Let's get that going. Mm-hmm. Pictures of your dogs. We love pictures of your dogs. Uh, and check us out. We're going to be setting up our extra life. Thanks for listening. GG Joel. Good game. GG Alec. GG. GG Getty. Good night, everybody. <laughs>